Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's up, everybody? This is Sky Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. This episode is brought to you by the Challenge Mania 2020 Hall of Fame class. Now, who is part of that class? Well, you decide. That's right. Voting is now live at patreon.com slash challenge mania for maniac level patrons and above. Will it be Miz? Will it be Abram, Tyler, Alton, or Timmy Beggy? Or will it be Rachel Robinson, Susie Meister, Sarah Rice, Emily Schramm, or Paula Walnuts? Join us when we induct the two men and two women live on Zoom Saturday, September 26th at 6 p.m. Eastern, and that party is exclusive to diesel-level patrons and above. All right, you didn't come for me. You came for D. So without further ado, I bet he's wearing his Jay Cutler Bears jersey as we speak. Mr. Derek Kaczynski, what's up, dude? Oh, man, it's so weird uh, telling someone the love-hate they have for an extremely famous person, right? It was like... The, my, 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 my love for Jay Cutler starts, uh, you know, very heartwarming and then ends with, uh, I think I'm just going to give this Jersey away. So I didn't know how to put it to, to MJ. And I know this is an introduction. This should probably be in the, you know, at the end, but you mentioned Jay Cutler and it kind of strikes, kind of strikes the nerve a little bit. And you're talking strictly football based because you're from Chicago. You're a Bears fan. Of course, Cutler came to the Bears hot start that it didn't end too well. But uh, even since we recorded this podcast, it's so funny. We talk about it a little bit with MJ. Uh, we recorded this about a week ago. Uh, we talk about Jay Cutler's sort of post football career as a reality star, getting married, having a kind of high profile separation and divorce there. But uh, since we recorded this podcast, D, I won't go into too much detail because I've gotten accused, I'm gotten accused a little bit too much lately. Again, it's a little bit too political, but I don't know if you read the news. Apparently, Jay Cutler is dating a very controversial figure in the world of political journalism. I don't know if you saw that. So, oh, that's don't tell me. Don't is it? it there's. I mean, there's only when, if you put it like that. There's only one name that comes to mind, and that kind of looks. Does she kind of look like Kristen Cavalier? Got this blonde hair. Yeah, they could audition oh, for wow. the same role. Yeah, she's dating wow. her. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about a reality show. I mean. That 
is going to freaking skyrocket, I would imagine. I, well, for at least one side. They were photographed together, at least. So I'm sure the tabloids, wow. uh, I'm sure the Emily Longarettas of the world are uh, busy uh, typing away trying to put together a story about that. But we will save you guys from it because this is Challenge Mania. Um, and here's what we're going to talk about really quick before we get to MJ Garrett, who is our guest today. I want to let you guys know as many times as possible to follow him on Instagram at MJGarrett24. We are trying to raise his follower count uh, and let him know that Instagram is a safe space for the OG. G's of the world who decided to take a few years off of social media. But uh, MJ Garrett's a great guest that we have today. We talk a little bit with him about his championship season, Gauntlet 2, which we do delve into it a little bit with MJ, but we also delved into it with Cyrus, who is as big of a part of that season as anybody. Of course, you and him, D, had an epic elimination. Him and TJ had an epic confrontation. And we talked to Cyrus about it as part of our three-part mega podcast. And when I say mega podcast, I'm telling you this thing is like six hours long. We broke it up into three parts. We have part one where we talk about the broader themes and the format and we talk about the, the differences between the challenge at season 11 and now we're up to season 36. All that good stuff. We break down every cast member one by one. Part two, we kind of get into the weeds a little bit of your eliminations. We talk about the battle royal. We talk about a lot of good stuff. In part three, we round it out by talking about Cyrus, his experiences, your, your elimination with Brad and how your two careers were sort of parallel for so long. We talk about some of the lasting effects of that season. Of course, your unceremonial exit from this season, uh, Timmy Beggy, and your relationships with him and David Byrne. So all that stuff is in a massive Gauntlet 2 breakdown podcast broken up into three parts for your listening pleasure over at patreon.com slash challenge mania available to maniac level patrons and above. Yeah, a little, a, a little bit of like who they were then and a little bit of where, what happened to them. You know, who, who, what was their, you know, lasting, you know, legacy from that season and, and pretty much that season, because a lot of them are quite a few of them left, uh, the challenge world, um, as well as if they didn't leave that season, they, they didn't stick around for much longer. The only one that's left standing really is like say an Anissa, you know, um, and then, uh, you know, leading into MJ here, like where the hell has MJ been? What has he done? Because he literally is one of those people that just like fell off, completely off. And we haven't seen him in a long time. So excited to get everyone caught up with him. Yeah. And I want to let you guys know, look, those bonus podcasts will be there forever. So don't just listen to him without having caught up on Gauntlet 2. We encourage you go and check out Gauntlet 2 and all these past seasons of the challenge that they have on CBS All Access. Rewatch it. The episodes are legitimately like 20 minutes long. You could binge this whole season in a weekend or a long weekend if you want. But whenever you're ready, hop on board. Maniac level patrons, you get all of our bonus content. We're talking hundreds and hundreds of bonus podcasts guests like car maria kenny santucci tony reigns hunter brian barfield we're talking uh interviews with leroy garrett you've never heard before all will be instantly unlocked as will the three-part bonus podcast of the gauntlet 2 and if you do it this month the voting started on monday september the 7th we are going to decide the two men and two women who go into the Challenge Mania Hall of Fame. Every Maniac level patron or above gets a vote. It'll be two separate polls for the men, two separate polls for the women. And then we are going to induct those folks live on Zoom on the 26th. But if you become a Maniac level patron for the month of September, we're talking a three-part bonus podcast of The Gauntlet 2. We're talking unlocking all of our vault of bonus podcasts we've ever done. And you can be a part of the conversation and the debate and the vote to decide who comes off the ballot this year and who enters the hallowed halls, the storied halls, the figurative halls, because we don't actually have a building yet, of the Challenge Mania Hall of Fame. 
Yeah, and if they do, you know, if they do like the Gauntlet 2 that much or you guys are thinking about, you know, getting into some I did we do fresh meat? Uh, did we put that up for everybody or is that just on living? Well, we put it up on, on Patreon as one episode. And then I think last year, a few months later, we did end up putting up part one and part two here. Uh, but Gauntlet 2 is going to live over there exclusively for the foreseeable future. Uh, it's just way, first of all, it's way too damn long to even put up as a regular podcast. But uh, man, we really just, uh, we just hit record and we just talked about this 18 episode season. Every little nook and cranny of the season. We talk about Beth and how she's the quintessential challenge villain and why she was so unliked for all those years. We talk about TJ Lavin in his first ever season and how he, first of all, I mean, it, it's so interesting watching TJ get into the type of altercation that we see him breaking up these days and Timmy Beggy stepping in in the TJ role. It's incredible. Um, for, for anything, I mean, honestly, I would say if you don't have time to watch the whole season, go and watch, find that clip on the reunion because it is something, if you're a newer challenge viewer and you're used to the stoic, Take no prisoners, TJ Lavin, who does not have any time for shenanigans. And you're watching TJ in the midst of his own shenanigans. It's incredible. You got to see it. It's like, I don't know. It's incredible. It's like watching old high school movies of your parents or something. Uh, well, to be honest with you, is how I felt watching TJ and Cyrus get into it. Raw and uncut, TJ's rookie season. And look, because we have so much great stuff going on at patreon.com slash challengemania, we're trying to hook you guys up. We thank you guys for hooking us up with your support. We have so many new patrons. I want to shout them out real quick here at the top of the podcast. We want to big, give a big thank you to Emily Stark. Brittany Hammer is back. Pat, Anna, Eric Hernandez, Jesse Thompson, Dustin, Ali, Roger Moore, ooh, 007 in the house, Megan Trujillo, Lori Kane, Ashley Harbour, Gary, Joshua Mooney, Rebecca Siegel coming in at the diesel level. What's up, Rebecca? <laughs> ben Mann, you are the man. Nicole Westerhouse, Brandon Gibbons, Aaron Tracy, Dakota Knight, Tim Keeney, Anna Presley, Sheena Velos, Alex Rogers, Stephanie, Leah Madrid, Allison Zwirling, Norris Morrison, Dominic Colazzo, Jillian Keller, Michael Metcalf, Ainsley Boswell, Joe Paladina, KP. Andre Rusco, David, Kayleen, Ben Tabor Dorma, Alexis Denny, Will Carson, Scott Rubin, Laureen DeMaria, and Christy Sullivan. Thank you guys so much for becoming Challenge Mania Pod Squatters. Just want to make sure we got to everybody. Amber Argentine, Alice, Kevin L., Matt Tenhove, Heather McLean, Kelsey Mix, Rachel Bishop, Blake McFeeters. Jeff Ornstein, Alan Northway, Roy Stevens, and Jacob Peters. Thank you guys so much for joining the pod squad. Yeah, really appreciate you. Um, yeah, and I've uh, been hearing some good things. Uh, you know, they've, they've liked the extra content and happy to hear some old names back. So uh, thanks again. Yeah, and we want to thank any pod squatters who have decided to upgrade to the diesel level. I know you're not officially becoming a new member of the pod squad, but we do understand money does not grow on trees. So upgrading from the maniac level to the diesel level to be able to join us on these monthly Zoom calls means a lot to us as well. So thank you guys so much for doing that. And to anybody looking to become a new patron, know that Patreon does now offer yearly subscriptions. If you do sign up, you do save some money if you pay for the year all at once if you want, but no pressure. All right, let's get to Mr. MJ Garrett 24. We're going to hear a lot about about his time on the challenge, his time at Vanderbilt. Well, we, hey, we bury the lead, D. We talk about Jay Cutler because 
Mr. MJ Garrett was his receiver at Vanderbilt. What a small world that is. Um, challenge icon MJ Garrett almost made the NFL as a wide receiver and played alongside Jay Cutler at Vanderbilt and uh, knows him very well to this day. So uh, that's the Jay Cutler tie-in in case you're like, why are they talking about Jay Cutler? In addition to the fact that fan- fantasy football is alive and well, and we have our draft tonight, D, uh, Tuesday night, we have our draft. I know we've been uh, researching, kicking back some ideas with our uh, our pod squatters. We do a charity fantasy football league, but that's not why we brought up Jay Cutler. We brought up Jay Cutler because our guest today was literally the guy who gave him his tour at Vanderbilt. Yep. And football season is here. Let's get to MJ. All right, here we go. MJ Garrett, follow him on Instagram, Instagram at MJGarrett24. Follow our new Challenge Mania Instagram at Challenge Mania Podcast. He's at Derek MTV on all platforms. I'm at Shot of Yeager on Twitter, at Scott of Yeager on Instagram. And don't forget about Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook, guys. We got to help that guy out, help him make some more money. Facebook.com slash Challenge Mania Podcast over there. But an extra special thank you to those of you who join us every week over at Patreon.com slash Challenge Mania. All right, here we go, Mr. MJ Garrett. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, I got I got MG on. Big ass titties. How you doing, Scott of Jaeger? How did you know my nickname is Big Ass Titties? That's incredible. <laughs> Dude, you're you're like a legend. You're the legend that I haven't met yet, my friend. Oh, stop what? it, Scott! I just want to I, I want to know where Scott of Jaeger comes from before we really dive into this stuff. Well, so my my uh, my old podcast that I used to do back when me and Derek first met in like 2011 was called. So my my name is Scott Jaeger, right? So my oh. old, my old podcast was called a shot of Jaeger. So my Twitter is a, is at shot of Jaeger, but that was taken on Instagram by the time I signed up. So the closest <laughs> I could get is at Scott of Jaeger. So that is what that is. So yeah, my name is Scott Jaeger. Well, every time that I see your name, it makes me want to take a shot of Jaeger. Without there you go. Anything I can do to encourage you to want to do that because Jaeger is absolutely disgusting. So works out. You know, at some point, I think I, like when we were teeter tottering with what uh, what we wanted to call the, the podcast, I think at some point it was like Ye- Jaeger bombs with Derek or something like that. <laughs> Derek with Jaeger bombs or something. I don't know. Uh, that well, would have been very fitting. 
Well, it would have been very self-indulgent, especially since when we started, nobody knew who the fuck I was. But also, uh, I think what happened was we're, we're floating all these names back and forth, and in talking about it, we're like, yeah, we just want it to be like, you know, like the, like, I don't know, like kind of like a challenge mania, like a, like the WrestleMania of the challenge, like everything coming together, and what should we call this podcast? And then one day, I think we were both like, why don't we just call it Challenge Mania? And then uh, it kind of just stuck. Simple is often better, so... Uh, man, would that have been well, terrible? Jaeger bombs with Derek. That would have been. That would have been terrible. Oh, it sounds amazing to me, dude. <laughs> hey, I think I've had some Jaeger bombs with Derek. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember what day you're actually talking about, and it has something to do with celebrity softball and Mark Long, oh. and me finding out that little little awesome was gonna be born. And uh, Scott, you you'll like this. Uh, I think. Uh, who was there? Um, the guy that used to eat the turnbuckles in wrestling with the um, green. You're talking tar- about George the Animal Steel. The animal. Yeah, George the Animal Steel was there. Badass Billy Gunn. Uh, the 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 what's it called? What are the brothers' names? The Davon brothers. About, uh, oh, the Dudley boys. The Dudley boys. Wow. Uh, yeah. Who the else Dave, was there? The Davon brothers. That's funny. I knew somehow well, I knew talking- exactly what we were talking about. Because isn't one of them named like Devon? Yeah, it's Bubba Ray, Bubba Ray and Devon. Devon. Yeah. 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 Get the tables. Yeah. Um, should we give MJ a good old-fashioned Challenge Mania intro though? Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Cool. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, on the podcast, he is somebody that we have gotten requests for for years, but finally, he has become more and more relevant to us than ever because we just finished a Gauntlet Two rewatch where he won his first and only Challenge Championship, went on to appear on the Gauntlet Three, and then the Duel Two. But you know him first and foremost from the real world, Philadelphia. Mister MJ Garrett is here. What's up, brother? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm back from hiding underneath a rock for about ten years, I believe. Yeah, man. Tell us about it. Well, it's wild, Eric. The, the way welcome, the welcome back to the world, man. <laughs> oh, hey, brother. I've been living in the, the real world, no pun intended, uh, without a doubt. But yeah, man, I finally decided to get my first ever social media account. And Derek, you were the first person that I requested to be my friend, and that is no shit. Straight up, you were hands down the first person that I requested and what I'm like five, five months into it. And look at me now, now I'm on the best podcast out there. Challenge mania. Pretty daggum cool, man. Yeah. Daggum right. Whoa. I think that's a <laughs> challenge mania first. Explain. Uh, so MJ, it's funny. You know, I mentioned real world Philly, um, another person from real world Philly, uh, that we spoke to recently, but similarly off the grid as you were is Landon Lewick. Um, he's very mm-hmm. beloved in the challenge world, but people cannot get a hold of him because he similar to you decided to not go social media. Then another one of your castmates, Karamo went the other way with it. He is a social media vixen. He is the star of queer eye on Netflix. He is out there talking to people on a daily basis. So you can see how, how, you know, different career and life trajectories can take you from an original, you know, stop on MTV in the, uh, what, what year was Real World Philly uh, that you started on MTV? We, we filmed in 2004 and filming was delayed a little bit. So it actually, the first episode came out, I'm wanting to say almost two or three weeks after we left Philly. I mean, it was a bang, bang deal. 
uh, they had to get it out. But yeah, it was in 2004. And that's pre, I mean, that is pre Twitter. That is pre Facebook. It's pre YouTube. It's pre all the social media channels that we know well today, your entire challenge career for the most part played out without having the responsibility of maintaining a social media handle and doing all this live press and watch alongs and stuff like that. I'm sure you had a MySpace or something like that, but it wasn't as part of the game as it is today to where I'm sure stepping away from it didn't even seem like a task. It was probably just not getting involved to begin with. But t- talk us into what made you, you know, kind of go the route, the Landon route and not the Karamo route. Well, first off, kind of going back to both of those guys, I absolutely love them both. Landon and I, man, I don't think that he and I have talked since the last challenge we did, which would have been the the dual two. And then with Karamo, that I mean, he's that guy's rubbing elbows with Oprah. I mean, think about it. Was on the real world, came out on the real world, came out to actually landed a night. We didn't even know that Karamo was gay for the first two to three weeks that we were in the house. And if if you have watched our our season or go back and watch it, you will literally see him come out to landed and I and are just. We were in shock. We had no idea. And then to see where his life has taken him is, well, is absolutely amazing, man. Well, I don't know if you guys remember this. And I remember watching your real world and thinking that, you know, Landon was was gay and Karamo was not. <laughs> and and that's no joke. I it, But it's like it's kind of like what, it, it, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's like every you just on the real world, like they, you know, they used to, it, it, it was all about like, you know, breaking barriers and stuff like that. And it was just, you know, I was breaking, you know, I, like we all were breaking barriers with MTV. That's what MTV did. You yeah. Know? Well, it was back whenever they really took seven people from different walks of life. And, and it was more, they knew that drama would happen, but they were also truly facing and, and showing people that were going through issues in their lives and uh well and, and seeing what happens again no pun intended but uh yeah as far as with me and then kind of where my career went i totally fell into the mtv real world thing. It, it was just a it just happened i never went and uh, that was never a dream of mine i didn't go to an open audition or an open casting whatever you want to call it i was living in in California, just because the NFL didn't work out for me after uh, getting done playing at Vanderbilt. So I just wanted to get away from Nashville, moved up to, to L.A., was sleeping on a futon and uh, with a buddy of mine. And I went out and got shit-faced at a bar one night, probably E. Yeager bomb drunk, and <laughs> I just happened to to meet a casting director for the show, for Benjamin Murray. And uh, they, I, I really don't even remember what the conversation was like with him, but I guess I said something fucked up enough for him to – to say, hey, would you like to come in and and uh, an audition for the real world? And the rest was history. So, Scott, with all that being said, I did not have aspirations of, of becoming that guy, uh, an actor or uh, a guy that was, if you want to call us famous, um, which I don't really think that we are. People just kind of know us from the show. But um, so it happened, man. When the show was over, I just thought I was going to come back to Nashville and my buddies and I were going to laugh about it, and then it would kind of be over. I'd get a job and, and move on. But the next thing I know, I have, 
these these speaker councils calling me up, asking me if I want to go and speak at colleges across the nation. And then you got bar promoters calling you up, seeing if you'll do appearances. And I rode that train for almost, what, four years, I guess it was. And then um, yeah, started having babies. And here I am now, man. So talk about, yeah, exactly. You kind of yada yada over the everything after that. Yeah. So, so after mm-hmm. your last bar appearance, after your last uh, college speech, uh, what did you then go on to do? Where, uh, where, where did you meet your, your partner or, you know, start having kids or whoever you started having kids with? Catch us up to your yeah. life, you know, get the good stuff out of there. I got <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. So here, I'll, I'll get to the kiddos. But yeah, my wife, Amanda, and I met actually filming a pilot here in, uh, for CMT here in Nashville. And my cheesy line is, is the show didn't get picked up, but I picked her up. <laughs> but it was uh, it's a great line. absolutely, absolutely awesome lady, a, a wonderful mother, a wonderful wife, just an all around good person. Uh, really probably saved me if, if I'm being totally honest with you all, because you can get wrapped up in this stuff. Uh, Derek, I don't know how much it affected you, but whenever you're just traveling and you're literally getting paid to get shit faced, I mean, that, that takes a toll on your body and a toll on your mind. And, uh, whenever I met Amanda, it was just, she was the exact opposite or is the exact opposite, much more level headed, doesn't really know much about that world and it and helped balance me out. But yeah, man, we have two daughters. Uh, Bella is 13 and Liv is soon to be 11. She's 10 right now. So we got an eighth grader and a fifth grader. And man, they're little studettes. I'll tell you that much, man. They ask me all the time now that this challenge stuff is coming back up. They're like, Dad, do you think that they're going to have like a, a challenge where you can bring your kids on there? If, if so, are you going to take Bella? Are you going to take me, Dad? You, Libby asks me all the time, Dad, will you take me on the challenge with you if it happens again? Sure, hon. Uh, have, you, have, you have you let them watch it at all? Yeah, man. So I have not. We haven't really jumped into the real world uh, <laughs> part of it. That was definitely crazier than had crazier experiences on the real world. But with the challenges, man, they are all over uh, the, uh, the gauntlet. The first one that I did, the one that you and I did Derek, they, they absolutely love the gauntlet too. And they think it is freaking so cool, uh, that we were just in Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, they have so many questions and I'm trying to answer all of them for them, but there's, I think I've forgotten more than I remember until you go back and watch all that stuff. Um, but yeah, and then Mark Mark Long actually says Bella's name on the on the duel two. Whenever we were in New Zealand, I was going against Dunbar in one of the elimination challenges, and I'm getting to the very end of it. And you you can hear Mark in the background actually show him say Bella Rain, Bella Rain, and dude, she is big girl on campus because of that little moment right there, man. Wow, you yeah, know, cool. I think I think that you know. I think that there could be like a double dare, you know, type of show that say, you know, maybe they, you know, maybe like me, you, and I think maybe like Darrell, Darrell's got my, my son's yeah. 11, uh, Darrell, I think his oldest is I think 10, you know, but, um, I'm sure there's other like previous OGs, uh, who've got like kids our age, um, where, you know, if there was a show coming out, like what are those shows called, Scott, you know, on Nickelodeon, uh, no, game shows uh, like, you know, yeah. Double yeah. there. What would you do? That kind of thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Dude, like, I, I, I think it would be awesome, man, because here's the thing about reality television. I know y'all talk like a about segment. it all the time, but uh, what's wild about with what we've done and what we do, people, you're like a frozen moment in time. So thing, I was on the show however many years ago, almost 16 years ago was whenever the, is that right? Are my numbers right? If it was uh, 2004, would that be almost 16 years ago? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, that that's a long freaking time ago, but still to this day, people remember you as that person. They remember you for that moment. You're, you're frozen to them. So like whenever I go to, to Bella's school and we have uh, parent-teacher conferences or we go to a football game that she's cheering at, people automatically will look over that may know me from that time and will assess you and judge you based off of what they saw 16 years ago. So they're probably thinking, Oh my God, MJ shit based right now at the PTO meeting or, Oh my God, I'm not, there's no telling what kind of dad he is. So I think that a, that a show <laughs> that, that showing us now with our kids, I, I really think it would be bad to the bone, man. And I think that there could be some viewership for it. Scott, bad to the bone. Oh, dad to, the bo- dad to the bone. That's a good name for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, uh, what are you up to these days? Man. So I'm, uh, I'm slinging roofs, man. I'm a, a construction salesman, mainly on the, on the roofing side here in Nashville. I've been in this industry now for right at about eight years. It took me a while to really figure out what I wanted to do to make money. But, uh, man, you gotta have food, water and shelter to survive. And I sell you one of those, baby. And it's one that keeps you alive. So, man, it's uh, it's a great industry. It's booming here in Nashville. And, man, I'm just, I get to be me, you know. It's, um, it, now, I don't actually put the roofs on. But I'm I'm the one that sells them, and everybody's. That's, where, got that's them. actually where you want to be in that uh, arrangement, to be honest with you. So uh, that's cool. We were just in Nashville in uh, January. Unfortunately, did we reach out? Did we miss him? What happened there, no, dude? Hell no! We hell did? no! No, dude. He was still. Oh, you were still in the. You, you were guys. still. Uh, you were still living in a it cave. Is, yeah, he was still under the rock, man. Uh. We didn't yeah, even know you guys were at Zanies. You guys were at Zanies, right? Yeah, it was awesome. We were at Zanies, and we will be back uh, whenever you know all this is behind us because we had a great turnout. We love the town. Uh, Nashville is just an amazing spot. And even so, you know, we came there uh, when you know just schedule wise, or the fact that you you know were ghosting America at the time. We didn't get a hold <laughs> of you. Uh, you know, Davis was out of town at the time. There's a couple other people who live in Nashville who weren't able to make it. So we'll be back, and there will be people there who uh, weren't able. To to make it to the first one but yeah we we loved it uh zany's hey. great club great staff hey check this out tori was there wasn't she yeah yeah so uh, tori doesn't even know this yet i don't think so she lit well i know she knows that she lives here but she lives in nashville all right and i had I, we kind of came across uh, i came across her on instagram or something i think that she befriended me or what, what whatever you say it is uh, and then so I started looking at her page. And I was saying, oh, man, that's pretty cool. She's living here. I need to reach out or, or get in contact. Well, before I could even do that, I'm uh, this lady. Uh, how do I say this? A mother of a teammate of my youngest daughter comes up to me while we're having this little softball practice and says that she's really good friends with Tori. And next thing I know from and I haven't even spoken with Tori about this, but she's trying to get our daughters lined up with Tori to get softball lessons. 
How fucking crazy is that? Small oh, th- world. Think, think, think about what I'm saying. So, I mean, it's hard enough to even be casted on the real world or, or to be on a television show, then to be on a challenge, then to all of a sudden be living right down the road, then to be coming over to possibly coach our daughters in softball. It just it blows my mind, man. Small world. So it's it, it is yeah. incredible that. So I want to know, you know, in the whether it's in your daily life, whether you're out having a drink, going out to dinner, uh, or selling some roofs, slinging roofs, as you said. How often do people remember you from your MTV days? And what do they? And what do they? Because you mentioned being drunk at the PTO meeting. Are people <laughs> thinking you're drunk at the PTO meeting? Or I don't know. Maybe that uh, that 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 water that he's drinking at the football game has actually got booze in it. Uh, how? Like, what do people remember you from? Like, what do you mean? What? How do you people remember? To, what are those moments want, that people remember you from? So, uh, the the number one thing that I get. Is my, my <laughs> other than being drunk was my fucking hair. Everybody yes. talks about my hair, and now I have a totally <laughs> different look. My hair is is still big and curly, but it's not blonde. And I t- I'm telling you, man, nine out of ten people that come up to me are like, "Hey, man, are you starting to dye your hair brown?" And it's like, "Oh my <laughs> god." <no." laughs> People like looked at my hair and didn't realize that I dyed it blonde back in the day. And I'm, and dude, it is so embarrassing. Especially hey, I'm guilty. I don't think I assumed that. And this is coming from somebody who I went through like a bit of a bleach blonde phase as well. Uh, who did it? Yeah, right. Who didn't? Right. Uh, frosted tips at the very least. But so, uh, but I didn't know that. I thought that was natural. I'm not gonna lie. That was there was so much of it. I thought it was natural. Yeah. Yes, man. Who did so, it? And, and that is that is so random to me. But yeah, that that is the number one thing. And then uh, a lot of people ask me about my athletic background because if they, I don't know, it sounds weird to even say this, but if they Google me or, or type my name in, one of the first things that comes up is going to be my stuff at at Vanderbilt and playing football. And you know, my quarterback at Vandy was a guy by the name of Jay, Jay Cutler. Cutler. No yeah. way! Yeah, oh, bro. God. I grew yes. to hate Jay Cutler. Oh, without a doubt. So did I there for a while, but uh, <laughs> but we're buddies again. No, he was my quarterback my senior year oh, at Vandy. So word. I was I was. Sorry, Jay Cutler. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. Post football career, or maybe even towards the end of it, when he got involved with Kristen Cavallari, he yeah. became a bit of a reality star himself, right? So a little bit of a Dude, role or reversal, is. right? Like you. Oh, it's insane. Did he ask for any advice? Did he say, "Hey, MJ, you did this 15 years ago. What do I do? I got cameras following me into the bathroom now. What do I do? People think I'm at the PTO meeting drunk. What do I do, MJ? Is that how you guys reconnected?" <laughs> <laughs> If anything, people think that Jay has a cigarette in his mouth all the time. Did y'all ever see that smoking Jay Cutler thing? Yes. Dude, that right there might be the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. Because knowing the guy the way that I do in so many ways outside of football, and then to see him getting smeared, smammered in a freaking picture by some big D lineman, and then somebody put like photocopying a little cigarette in his mouth. Dude, it's it's funny as hell, man. Yo, I like so. Obviously, I had the pleasure of watching uh, 
his best reality TV uh, on playing professional football for the Chicago bears. Right. Because when he came to Chicago, like he was like a God, we were like, yes, yes, this is finally going to happen. You know, this is awesome. And then all of a sudden, man, he's just throwing them fricking interception, 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 interception. And then he has this like really like nonchalant attitude. Like he doesn't give a shit, you know? So then all Chicago's like, man, this guy doesn't fucking care. Then mm-hmm. you'll see him like all of a sudden, like throw an interception, and, like fucking lace some cornerback out. And you're like, yes, he does yeah. have some heart. He yes. does have a little bit in him. He's back. Yes. This is our quarterback. Then he'll go back to the nonchalant attitude. And eventually, you know, he leaves the, you know, he leaves the bears, like not on a very positive note and, you know, goes into the playoffs. We're going into the championship. He decides he doesn't want to play on that injured leg, you know, and we're all like, oh, it's terrible shit, you know, and we're just like pissed. You know, Brian Urlacher comes out, backs him up. You know, that's like an outside. Okay. Now, if you're a Brian Urlacher fan, it's, it's like, you know, who, you know, who can't really, you know, talk about Brian Urlacher and, you know, uh, you know, so, but with Jay Cutler, like he was one of the most entertaining fucking people hey. in, in the NFL, dude. And he thinks conferences, and, things he was saying that, that don't give a shit attitude. Like it all was, extremely entertaining to say the least the love the hate the polarizingness of him and that was and that was the term i was going to use he's very polarizing man and here's here's the thing you got to know about him and and this is why i'm sure erlacher backed him up that is jay from the moment he wakes up until he goes to bed at night and he didn't change himself when he was doing those interviews so people that don't know him you know they just automatically assume that he is this asshole or some guy that people are wanting like a fucking Jim McMahon. They're wanting somebody who's fired up and is just a rah, rah, the highs, the lows. But Jay was just always just cool about it was right there in the middle. And that's what made him a very good quarterback, but they ate him alive in Chicago. (laughs) But, but yeah, anyways, (laughs) it's been so cool to see where Jay's gone with this. And I'm sure he's going to end up getting his own reality show. I know that he and, and Kristen are, are going through, uh, unfortunately, going through a pretty uh, bad divorce right now. But he's still here in Nashville. He lives, uh, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes away from from where I live. So, yeah, man. it's. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's a, going back to it. That's a, a question or something that people always ask me about is my background at Bandy. And, uh, you know, I really didn't do anything that crazy while I was on the show. You know, I had this alter ego called Muja Star. That gets asked about quite a bit where I stripped down into my skivvies, put on a cape and a mask and cowboy boots and would run around the streets of Philadelphia. Uh, some folks remember that, but dude, I'm, I'm, that's probably why they don't ask me to come back to do any of these damn challenges. I just didn't have enough drama for them, you know? Uh, let's talk about that. So the last season that you did, uh, you mentioned you appeared on the Duel 2 um, or well, yeah, it was the dual two, right? Uh, what was the reason for your exit or non-return to the show? Do you remember, uh, did they stop calling you? Did you start saying no a couple times? Uh, we'd love to hear what ended up being the reason you parted ways with the franchise. So, so out of my entire challenge career, I was only asked to be formally asked to be on the gauntlet two, the first one. So they had asked me to do, I think the two challenges before that, 
but I turned them down just because there was so much other business going on and, and I was busy traveling, doing the gigs. And I knew that the, the opportunity would be there. So did the gauntlet. Then the next two that I did, the gauntlet three and the dual two, I was an alternate, but I didn't even know I was an alternate. On both of those, they called me after people had been sent home. I don't even know what happened on the gauntlet three. But, uh, you know, I came in and filled in for whenever CT and Adam got in that fight. Whenever CT beat the hell out of, well, actually, they beat the hell out of each other. And they brought me and Nehemiah in. So, you know, I came in. They literally called me. I was, Halloween was the next day. We, I'd already had my Halloween outfit. And we were going to be going out with our daughters. And then I literally looked at my wife and I was like, honey, can I, can I go to New Zealand and possibly be there for a couple months. And she's like, yeah, but you better come home with some fucking money. Uh, so went and yeah, the rest was history. I did well. And Brad is ultimately, he was my demise, man. But, uh, he ended up putting me out in the, what do they call it? The dual pole dancing where we had to climb up this big pole with some climbing. It was kind of like a climbing rock pole and he scurried up to the top and beat me. But yeah, they asked me to do the next one, and uh, I forget what season it was after the the duel two, and uh, but they never followed. Well, they didn't ask me to do. It. They asked me if I was available. Is that how it goes, Derek? Do they just call and ask to see if you're available, and then it's that whole game of of kind of you don't really know and what what what's been your experience with it, Derek? Oh boy, oh. <laughs> uh, I'm all over the place with this one. I, I've been. And so many different, you know, scenarios with, uh, you know, being an alternate to, you know, getting called in for this, you know, for the, you know, the, the, the next day, uh, to again, CT getting kicked off and then calling me in two days into the show. Yeah. Uh, so to, you know, we're going to hold you in this hotel, um, you know, to see if maybe we could get you in the game, then flew me back home. And then 10 days later asked me to come in and be a mercenary. And that's the last time you saw Derek. Um, so, so hold on, hold, hold on, hold on. Let me stop you real quick. <laughs> yeah. They would put you in a hotel before, like you even knew. Hold on. Yeah. With me, they called me when my big ass was just laying in bed in the middle of the night in my house, me having no idea they were even filming a challenge and then say, Hey, can you leave tomorrow? to fly yeah. to New Zealand. I mean, that's how, yeah. that's how it was. With that's me. I think part of yeah. the reason they started doing it the other way. Um, I think probably what ended up happening was they realized it was probably cheaper to go ahead and book alternates that, and they don't do this all the time, but to, I to, think it's very rare actually. Now, I don't, I don't, now, now I, they don't do it all. Now they don't do it all the time, but now in COVID it's actually come up again where they've started kind of mm-hmm. covering their butt, flying out extra people. But I think what it also does on some of these seasons, and I could be wrong about this, it bides them a little bit of extra time to make a final decision because Derek, as yeah. you mentioned, you mentioned one of your alternates actually went into the game for not even a reason. They just made a last minute sub and they had the ability to do that because he was already there, right? Yep. So yeah. So that happened with Victor and, and Corey. But as far as the availability calls go, MJ, um, unfortunately, the way they do it is they call everybody under the sun that they even think there's a chance they might want. In fact, they probably, and this is what sucks, even call some people where they damn well know that they're not going to put them on and they give them that availability call because... 
the last thing they want to do is decide, hey, we want somebody, and then they get told, well, yeah, I would have done it, but uh, I got my friend's wedding, or I would have done it, but I'm shooting this other thing, or whatever. So in the worst sort of like, you know, power play of the world, it's like, we just want to make sure you're available in case we decide that we want to grace you with one of our precious 30 spots. And to be honest with you, there's probably 40 people that they call with an availability yeah. call that not only don't make the final cast, but never even were in the top 50. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause they just want to make sure and they play with your emotions and they make you feel like there's a chance. But these pe- there's been people who get a call every time who it's like five times in a row. You're still asking if I'm available, you know, I'm available. Like wh- why are you still calling if you're not going to put me on, you know? So I'm not talking yeah. about me. I'm talking about some of these cast members we know who still get these calls. Sometimes I feel like they do it just to humor them. Yeah. Well, and I'm definitely not salty about this, but you know, I'm, I'm just now, God, it's wild how stuff starts coming back up now that I'm talking about it. But, um, I've never held this against anybody or used this as an excuse for not winning those, the, the, the last two challenges that I did, but man, and Derek, you can attest to this brother, whenever you've got to get not only physically prepared for these challenges, but you have to be mentally prepared for it. At least I do. Okay, because it's it's much more than just being able to go in and compete. All right, on the athletic side of it, for for me, it, it, I remember for the gauntlet too. It would God, I spent more time just kind of prepping myself emotionally for it. I'm I'm a very high emotion guy, and it can almost get the best of me. You know, anxiety can set in with me if I'm not careful. So it, I had to get my headspace right. And those last two that I was on, man, seriously, whenever you come in. When you don't even know that they're fucking filming, and then all of a sudden you get a call and you end up in another country the next day, I mean, you just don't go in with the, that right mindset. So, man, I, you know, I would love the opportunity again. Probably not going to happen. Well, maybe with the OG thing that's coming out, but that seems like that might be a little bit different than um, than some of these other challenges, right? Well, you know, what I think is is as far as the mentality goes, I think if you're not physically prepared you're probably not going to be mentally prepared because it's, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's that bigger, that, that much more of a disadvantage to, you know, go into a game where this guy's probably in, not just in better shape than you, but in way, way better shape than you. And you're just like, well, what if I have to go and do, you know, compete against this, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, for on the gauntlet two, the season that you won, you know, you kind of had like, you had a nice buffer. You had like, you're stuck right in the middle, smack dab in the middle. So like your athletic abilities, you know, played an integral role in your team doing well. And you also had, you know, basically Landon and Alton up ahead of you where, and then behind you, you had Jamie and Randy. And so you were like basically in the perfect spot and you just had to play your role just like on say a mm-hmm. football field. Um, uh, but uh, I, I do before we keep. I do want to get a good Jay Cutler story whenever b- before it's all said and done. Because <laughs> for our listeners, like Jay Cutler played in the NFL. Later on, went on to to uh, marry Kristen Cavallari. Had the show. So I think this kind of goes with both our you know male and female audience, Scott. And we got to get something good. Out of, out of MJ let's, do a, let's do it right now. Let's not wait till the fourth down. Come on, come now. on. Oh, my God. And we'll let you think. Scott, tell them. Come on, what do you know about Jay Cutler? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What do I know about Jay Cutler? Yeah. Who's Jay Um, Cutler to you? Yeah. Jay Cutler was a gunslinger who, uh, as you said, went to Chicago when he was at the peak of his powers, coming from Denver, uh, never truly delivered in Chicago, the larger market, um, had a bunch of ups and downs, uh, had, I believe, the worst, like, bio photo ever. Anytime they cut to, like, his photo (laughs) of him, like, with his stats and stuff, I'm like, you couldn't ask him to redo that? Like, that's the worst angle. Just did not care. Um, Did not care. But um, but again, again, never really, you know, reaching the peak of his powers in uh, Chicago, but simultaneously becoming this kind of, you know, reality star, very tabloid esque kind of big name out there. And again, the NFL, as I'm sure, you know, MJ is kind of like a cruel world where you go from being, you know, starter to out of the league sometimes in half of a year. And to be honest with you, someone like Jay Cutler, who kind of did that while also creating this name for himself, you know, by, again, being in a high profile relationship, it could be worse you know there are other quarterbacks of the same ilk from the same you know kind of period that did not become drew Brees, that also did not become jay cutler so um could be worse but yes i think a guy who everyone wonders what could have been uh when you see the the career he had when he had you know brandon marshall in uh in denver i believe was his guy right um and like you know was a great player great player in college great arm you know um, but no, terrible, un- unbelievable, terrible photo, like terrible, like almost, <laughs> almost made me uh, intrinsically feel better about myself every time I saw that photo. And he's a good looking guy. I mean, look at his wife. Like he's a good looking yeah. guy. Terrible photo. So just <laughs> ask him if they can take another photo, Jay. That's the one knock. <laughs> the one knock I have on your career is I always remember his and never a smile, never even a glimpse of a smile in these photos. Just... No, but hey, chicks absolutely love the guy because of that. I mean, that, that's what that's what it would always blow my mind because normally, you know, you're thinking maybe the life of the party is who the chicks looking at or the girls are looking at. But Jay was just always that real, just low key. And girls have always been fascinated with Jay. But I tell you, I mean, there's a lot of stories that I just I'm not going to throw out there because I don't know what it would do to him. But I I will tell you. (laughs) Give us something. uh, No, what just personally what I thought was just amazing was to see this guy who I had literally hosted Jay on his official visit to Vanderbilt. Okay, and for any of you folks that don't know what official visit is, that's whenever a, a court or a, a court a college is is really trying they're recruiting you they're trying to entertain you they're trying to separate themselves from the other colleges on why you should come to their school so 
I was always the guy that hosted the big name recruits and they would give us freaking, you know, I, I don't know, back in the day, like $90 a, a night to go out and show them a good time. Well, uh-huh. living here, but living here in Nashville, because uh, Vanderbilt is right smack dab in the heart of downtown Nashville. All right. So we just had this awesome playground of bars, uh-huh. and strip clubs, and you name it, we, we could take them. But whenever <laughs> Jay, I remember whenever I first met Jay, I saw him walking in. He just looked like a beat down, just little kid. He was real, real skinny, had a real shitty haircut, was pale teeth looked a little funny and i'm thinking why in the hell have they told me that this guy is going to be the future of vanderbilt but i literally thought we must really really suck if this is going to be the future but anyway my head coach woody woodenhover saying man you've got to show this guy a good time you've got to show him a good time so the first place that i take him because this is what they all love is straight to the strip club a baby and that guy just <laughs> set up there. i don't know if he had ever been to a strip club before but dude made it rain with every single dollar of that 90 dollars on the first girl that came up to him but man it's you know jay he's so like he's so successful now man and i love seeing where he's at and I really do think that they're going to ease going to end up coming out with a, another reality show just for him and if you look at his instagram account I mean, his his following has just skyrocketed here lately because of, I guess he's doing something out on his farm where he's something's been killing his chickens. Guys, t- take a look at it; it's it's pretty funny. All right, guys, more with the podcast in just a minute. But Derek, I got to tell the maniacs about Medterra CBD. Medterra is one of the leading CBD brands in the industry with a full line of functional CBD products. All their products are third-party tested for quality and purity, and they contain zero THC. Staying healthy nowadays means watching your overall well-being, like sleep, stress, overall health. You should prioritize easy ways to boost your immunity. They're legal in all 50 states and won't get you high. The release of the new immune boost drops could not have come at a better time. It's basically everything you could need for daily immune support in one convenient bottle to keep you protected all day long, no matter where you are. Developed with leading immunologists and medical doctors, it's a natural combination of CBD, vitamin C, elderberry, echinacea, and ginger root, scientifically proven to boost your immunity. In addition to Medterra's high-quality CBD extract, so you're getting it all in one. In the past, I always thought of immunity products as something you had to take once you start to feel run down. But being proactive about it is so important right now. I take it even before. I do feel down and out, and I never do anymore. They sent me some of it a few weeks ago, and I've been using it as part of my daily routine. I feel energized. I feel ready to record podcasts. I feel ready to go out there and compete on a challenge, even though I'm probably too old to do so. All the things I love about an immunity boost with the CBD as well, which as we know, I was skeptical about CBD products before, but I think this one could be good for everybody. Visit MedterraCBD.com, that's M-E-D-T-E-R-R-A-C-B-D.com, and enter the code CHALLENGEMANIA checkout to receive 20% off. All right, more with the podcast. Like, There's got to be a reason why they picked MJ to take out all the recruits, Scott. Like, this has got to be leading into his casting story that he, like, that, Mm. like, he, 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 he fast forwarded through. Like, Mm. I can't believe that. Was it really, was it really just, ah, I was at a bar. Yeah. I I ran it. I actually, I just, I drank with the casting director. Yes. And then that's it. I didn't do any more interviews. 
Like, who are you? Who were you before that? Like, so, well, I, but if you really want it, I wish I could give you like a crazy entertaining story. But for me, man, I was, I was a freaking lost soul. Cause all that I knew was football. Okay. That was my life. That's what paid for this friggin' $50,000 a year education at Vanderbilt. I would have never, ever have had the opportunity to go play or go to a, a college or university like Vandy if it wasn't because of the full ride that I got. Okay. Then I go there. I had a very, I don't want to say a, a great career, but I played, I started there. Well, what did you play? Years. I was a wide receiver. All right. And, um, wow. Yeah, man. And, and I mean, I, I played against the Alabamas of the world, the Floridas of the world, the, the Auburns of the world. And we're playing in the wow. SEC, which in my opinion is the, the best conference of them all. But then all of a sudden the NFL, it, it didn't work out for me. You know, I was getting calls from the Indianapolis Colts to go free agent, thought I was going to make it. And when it didn't happen, man, it just sent me to a place that I had never been before. I lost my identity. And, and that's why I say that I had to get out of Nashville. I got this little job here in Nashville after I graduated that I was literally going and watching movies in the middle of the day instead of doing what I was supposed to be doing. And I may have gotten fired from it. I don't even know, but, uh, I had, I had a buddy who was living out in California and Santa Monica. And, uh, he said, dude, just why don't you move out here for a while? You know, you can crash at my place, you know, that whole story. And I talked my parents into giving me just a, a little bit of money, told me it was the last time that I would ever ask for another dollar from them. And uh, it just worked out. Moved out there. They gave me a little bit of money. Was not doing anything other than going out and getting Jaeger bomb drunk and bumped <laughs> and then bumped into a girl that had graduated from Vanderbilt two years before me named Lori. And she's the one that asked me to go out to this, this bar. I think it was called Circle Bar or something like that. And, uh, that's where I met that casting director. I'm telling you guys, that is, that's how it happened. I'm, I don't remember what I said to the guy. You took him to a strip club. Tell me you took him to a strip club. And <laughs> yeah, they gave him $90 to make it in, in all one. <laughs> now, but he, uh, but that's how it happened. They brought me into, to Vinman Murray there and when it was still in Van Nuys, I don't know if it's still there or not. And it's not. man, I, I did, uh, I did two little interviews and it all happened so freaking wow. fast. Uh, but I think that I was casted. If you really want to know why I think I was casted was because of they had probably already casted Karamo. Okay. And they probably already knew that he was more than likely going to be coming out on the show. Uh, because I'm telling you guys, whenever he came in there, you had no, at least I had no idea that he was gay, which is totally fine, obviously, but he just, there, you just, I didn't know. All right. And, uh, they were probably hoping that there would be some type of tension there. I don't know if they were stereotyping, me or Karamo at the time to think that there would be some uncomfortableness, but I, I just love the way that it worked out that we had already developed a friendship there early on to where he was comfortable enough to, to come out to this white guy from Nashville, Tennessee, you know, uh, it's I'm, actually, I'm really honored, especially since that is, he has such a big impact on, on that community now, you know? 
Yeah, very cool. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. I'd love to know. I mean, you mentioned you know you got a full ride, played all four years at Vanderbilt, um, and you know SEC, big football conference, big football school. What's it like being big man on campus uh, in that world, in that little bubble? But also just like again, like I went to Syracuse, where you know basketball players on our campus are gods, football players, the ones that you know are gods. I'd imagine being a wide receiver, you know, one of the flash most glorified positions in football. You're there for four years. You become, I'd imagine, very recognizable over the course of those four years. How does it compare being big man on that campus to being then one of the most recognizable people in that age demographic because you were on MTV plastered for half of a year? You know what? I think it got me set up for it in a lot of ways because you're right, Scott. I I was used to playing in front of 100,000 people on a Saturday, which, I mean, that – that experience in itself is, is amazing. And having as stuff as little as having your name in the newspaper. So I was, I don't want to sound arrogant or cocky when I say this, but I was already kind of used to being in the spotlight. And that's also going back to this fucking blonde hair of mine that I had back in the day. That's when I started dyeing my hair blonde. All right. So I had this long blonde curly hair hanging out of like my, uh, the ear holes in the helmet. You know what I mean? So I was kind of known for that even before I was on the real world. But I, I think it made it a, a, a pretty smooth transition <clears throat> to whenever I got off the show and having people doing interviews or, or having people come up and, and recognize me. Well, you know how it is, Derek, anywhere that we go. Um, I, at least I thought I was comfortable with it. I think I handled it pretty well. But, dude, I'll just say this. There is nothing like playing ball in the SEC and having the perks that come with it <laughs> You know, uh, on campus, man. You know, you know, I think that if we ever do go do a Challenge Mania Live back in, uh, in Nashville, I think we got to convince MJ to bring the blonde curls back for one <laughs> night only. <laughs> Nashville at Zanies. Well, hey, I can, I can, I can already tell you it is done, done and done. You got it, my friend. Hey, and, and if this thing does work out with, uh, with what Mark has up his sleeve with the, the OG challenge, yeah. I mean, don't, don't I have to go black, yes. black blonde again? Yes, yeah. you actually do. It's part of your contract. Um, yeah, without a doubt. And I'll even do my beard blonde as well, I guess. Um, let's get to some questions from our Challenge Mania pod squad over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. Um, Matt wants to know, what was the best fashion advice that Karamo ever gave to you or any of your castmates? Oh. <laughs> uh. Fashion advice. Well, I mean, right now he's the leader of the the fashion advice show on television or streaming. Did you see that in him back then? Was he already? No, he was not already giving <laughs> tips. No, I think that he was still uh, he was still getting into that world. I'm, I'm trying to think if he ever gave me any fashion advice. I, I can't answer that question. I never got any fashion advice from Karamo. We got in some good heated battles, uh, some good arguments on the show, but it was never about clothes. All right. Well, looking at a few photos here, I can confirm you never received any fashion advice. Next question. <laughs> Ryan Dockery says, has anyone ever had better hair than you on the challenge? So take yourself out of it, MJ. Anyone else's hair that you admired at all? Oh, my gosh. Because I, I think it might admire- be fair to say you had the best hair ever on the challenge. That might be fair to say. 
I, I think, but I, let me, before I answer that question, I think that Derek has the best hair of anybody that has been on the challenge right now. Dude, I'm loving the look, D-Rock. I'm loving it, bro. Well, uh, <laughs> sometimes, far- sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I'd pass it on to Mark. Mark, <laughs> at like 50 years old, is still, I'm, I, I, I'm watching this Gauntlet 2 season, has got great hair, and now at 50 years old, he's got great hair. He's got great hair and he's got more abs now than he did even then. But no, man, I, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to be cocky about this. I've had the best hair in the history of, of MTV. All right. So, so take, you may not want to cast me, Benjamin Murray, but you can damn sure cast my hair. All right, Maniacs, more with the interview and the podcast in just a second. But we know with everything going on with the quarantine, COVID, all that stuff, there's got to be a lot out there that is interfering with your happiness. Is there something preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Connect in a safe and private online environment that's so convenient, especially these days when you do not want to leave the house or apartment. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling. Send a message to your counselor anytime, all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room or even leave the comfort of your home. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Do some Facebook stalking, figure out your counselors are for you. That's fine. Find a new one. It's more affordable than traditional online counseling and financial aid is available. The service is available for clients worldwide. Doesn't matter where you live. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas, but now it is for you. Licensed professional counselors are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, grief, LGBTQ matters, anger, family conflict, self-esteem, trauma, sleeping, you name it. Anything you share is, of course, confidential. It's affordable and professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a challenge maniac, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com mania. You can join over 1 million. That's 1 million people taking charge of their mental health today. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash mania. Um, Katie wants to know, since you've played seasons on both team and individual formats, which one do you prefer and why? Definitely individual. Uh, you know, I won it whenever we were doing the, the team, but I, I, I never really felt like I was able to really show what I have on, uh, on the individual challenges. And here's the thing, Derek, you can attest to this too, man. A lot of these challenges that we have, have been set up to where if you're taller and heavier, kind of like me, they're probably not uh, as easy for for somebody who's larger. Would you agree with that or not agree with that? Because uh, you're, you know, you're, you're the perfect size. You and Landon are the perfect size. This is why you are the two best, in my opinion, to ever be on any of the shows is, number one, you're fantastic competitors, but you're also built for it, man. You're built for it. You know, I, I think that, you know, Landon uh, probably has more of a perfect, more of a perfect balance. I still think I'm more on like the lighter side. Um, I think that Landon is a, you know, he has, he has a little bit of uh, the height. He's probably like close to like six foot five, 10, 180, 185, which is mm-hmm. similar to like say Johnny bananas. Who's, who's, who's about something like that. Who's now the goat. And, uh, and, you know, has won seven times back then Landon won three out of four with that stature and that wrestling background, which would probably trump uh, Johnny's 
you know, stature. And, you know, if, if, if Landon had 18 shots, Landon probably would have won. I would imagine probably, you know, close to seven or more times before. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No People are like, we need to take that guy out because he's the best, which what ends up happening to Johnny Bananas at some point during his narrative over the years. Um, for me, I think I'm on the smaller side in where like a, you know, weight based, you know, reverse tug of war. Or, you know, you know, it's just, it, I think it, it, it hurts. It, it hurts a little bit. Um, but for like a guy like 185, six foot, probably perfect. Um, but I do think that, yes, you are on the slightly higher, you know, taller and heavier side to where your height and weight, you know, will hurt you at times. Uh, yeah. Same thing. I'm just on the opposite side, you know. Well, yeah. You gotta, it, you gotta jump on something, hang on something is gonna hurt you, you know. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm what six three, probably right now, every bit of two twenty five, two thirty. Uh, yeah. So it's definitely a bigger guy, but yeah. Going back to the to the question, I I, I wish that I would have had more opportunity to do uh, the individual challenges. Team is great, but you do rely on a lot of other people on the the success of um, of that. So. Well, let's talk about uh, that team season that you won your championship on, Gauntlet 2. Uh, we recently rewatched the whole thing. It's available on CBS All Access. We have a large deep dive bonus podcast available for Maniac Level patrons and above at patreon.com slash challengemania, where we got into the entire season and every cast member and elimination and big moments and took tons of questions. But uh, we'd love to revisit it with you here as well, because uh, you were there from start to finish. Uh, you never end up having to go into an elimination. You kind of just get to coast while Alton does the dirty work for your team. Uh, you guys then reach a final, which ends up more or less becoming <laughs> a glorified eating challenge because the other team puts all their money on that and you guys end up winning that. It's probably, arguably, I know it wasn't meant to play out this way, arguably the easiest final win there's ever been. Um, talk the worst. About, talk about just, you know, how, how fun was that season for you? Upon rewatching it, the thing that stood out to most was how much fun the season looked and oh. how much you guys all looked to get along. Dude, the stuff that happened behind the scenes and just the the constant party that was going on, man. I don't know how they are now, but dude, it was like a vacation. It was like a dang just vacation more than anything else. I know, Derek, you busted your ass the entire time you were there, but man, it was all the people. We we all got along for the most part. That was the biggest thing. Like even though that we were rivals in there the rookies still hung out with the veterans and it was like we were one big team would, would you agree with that Derek yeah in the, the the turmoil wasn't like for example like Alton you know Alton and Landon and MJ and Jamie uh you know and Randy like you guys we were on opposite teams but we never had to really fight each other you Epic, know it was Epic. like it was, it, it wasn't like my team was voting, you know, your team in and, you know, where there could be alliances somewhere in between. It was like, you know, the turmoil was within our teams because mm-hmm. we were voting 
someone from our own team in. So, uh, you know, and, and yeah, I mean, we got along, uh, all across the board. I mean, there wasn't even that much turmoil within my team because I, to be honest with you, I was the dickhead, right? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I was the dickhead. I got thrown in and now I was going to be punished for the rest of the season because I was the dickhead. So, you know, you know, did I become best friends with like Timmy, David, uh, you know, Timmy, David, uh, Brad, you know, Brad, Mark, I didn't become best friends with them Mm -hmm. because, because they were on my team, but not on my team. Like we, we had to work together, but at some point I may, I may have to, you know, they may have to vote someone in to go against me. And to me, you know, it all, none, none of it mattered because I didn't give a shit which one of them I went in against because that's just who I was back then. And we were drinking together. Oh but, my God. Yeah. Hey, Hey, and here's the thing, Scott, that I don't know if Derek's told you about, but being in Trinidad and Tobago at the time, there were dude, there were security down at the base of the driveway of the house that we were in, which that house was freaking off the damn chain. That might, in my opinion, might've been one of the nicest houses that I've ever seen on the shows. But we had guys with machine guns standing down at the base of the, uh, of the house. Do you remember that? And we had rich, we had really rich neighbors. And yeah, one we had- Saturday we went over there. Yes. And yeah, party with the rich but, do you, but but hey, but do you remember the machine guns that the guys were holding down there? Not really. Place? Not really. Yes. Yes. I, I and then it. they, and then hey, and then they also would not let us uh, go into the ocean because of pirates. Do you I, remember that? I didn't. Uh, all I remember, no, I did not know that. But that's ironically the symbol for the season is like a pirate's flag and like all the iconography for the thing is like you know a skull and crossbones and a pirate's hat and this and that and here here they are like appropriating all that and and then being like but actually scared of real pirates hey and scott here's the other thing man never gone back do i we've never gone back a lot of a lot of the you know seasons they, they go back yeah. You, and, and here's the thing about the final. And I think we talked about it while we were there. Even maybe I heard it after the show was over. The uh, the reason that there was such a shitty final there and it was just set up all weird and they were what pirates booty or whatever they called it. We were supposed to have a running challenge where we're running up and down the beach. But for some, I guess uh, the, the crew didn't know that during that time of the year or that time of the season, there were turtles that were having babies or, or whatever you want to call yeah. it on the beach. And that's why we couldn't have a more athletic thing that they had had planned. Or yeah. did you ever hear rumblings of that? I, so I, now that you mentioned it, I do remember. So the beach that we went to, to do the gauntlet was called turtle beach. Yep. And I believe you're right that at some point uh, it was like turtle mating, baby laying season where they bury the, you know, bury the the eggs underneath the sand where we would essentially be running. Mm-hmm. So the other had to throw it together. So the other conspiracy that I heard was that Timmy had the blueprint for how the, the final challenge was going to happen. Shut what, up. <laughs> really? We're gonna have to bring uh we're gonna have to bring Timmy on at some point 
to uh, to verify this, but this was the conspiracy. And, and so maybe ironically, you know, because of karma or because he has this blueprint of like what the route is going to be. And he had this like map, like a, like a pirate's map that he like drew <laughs> and like said, this is what the final is. So just be prepared. Now, could this been a ploy to save him? Which later on we find out, you know, he puts himself uh-huh. in. But I thought that they potentially had, you know, gotten word that he knows this, you know, has the blueprint for the final. And they switched it. But, you know, come the, you know, now that I'm talking to you, I do remember this turtle thing that like, I mean, it would be a a travesty, right? Like it would Mm -hmm. make Trinidad national news (laughs) out there killing freaking turtles on Turtle Beach. Hey, but but, but sacred ground. Which hey, but yeah. But was that one of your favorite challenges that you've done? Oh, favorite, 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 without a doubt. Both both competitively, and I went back and watched the season we did, and we're doing a, a deep dive in it on our on our bonus podcast. Um, and uh, you know everything from like the competition to like the party. And like the, you know, the, you know, the don't give a shit attitude from everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, hey, it like, we, we even had Cameron on that season too, didn't we? Yes. Yes. What she's been doing or did very well. I don't know if they're still doing that show or not, but she's, she spun it off great too. Yeah. yeah we were just talking about that Southern charm. Yeah. We, yeah. we see. And here's the thing is like, you know, we talk a lot about Karam and we talk a lot about Cameron, but like, you know, these two people, like Karamo did one show. I did one, ep- I did one season with him, uh, before the gauntlet two is the inferno two and he ends up quitting. It's, it doesn't come out on TV that he quits, but, uh, you know, he had like an engagement, like all you guys had like speaking engagements at that yeah. time. Like you literally put turning down shows because this season of the real world is so hot right now that, that, and, and, and you're not getting paid as much. That's nope. why Cromwell left. He's like, I'm getting, pay- I'm going to get paid for this speaking engagement, 1500 bucks, you know, that I'm going to get paid for the speaking engagement. While I'm, if I sit here for a week, I'm going to get paid a grand. So well, I that's why I was, and it was like evolution. And, that, and that's why I literally did not, I don't know if it was one or two challenges that I told him no on before I did my first one was literally because of that. I didn't want to get out of this whole circuit that I was a part of or that we were a part of to go off and, and not make it because they didn't pay anything yeah. back in the and day. You're about I mean, to, it was... It, and you're about to make like 30 grand in the month. Yeah. Oh, something like nuts. that, right? Especially the speaking the speaking gigs paid. You didn't... I mean, you could make anywhere between the low end 1500 all the way up yeah. to... I mean, there were a few where you can make almost 8 to 10 going in and speaking wow. just at these student unions, man. It's crazy. Wow. It was crazy. Wow. wow. But it, yeah, pretty nuts, man. That, that's, all, that's all. Hey, that's a whole nother episode or a whole nother podcast right there. The business behind, uh, reality, reality television, because they're not going to, you're not going to get rich off of filming the show, but it's just how you market yourself afterwards. Yeah. And, well, that's uh, completely changed and evolved since you did it as well. Like for instance, that work that you were doing where you were going and physically speaking to a college, like granted you were getting paid fairly well, but you're going and speaking to a college, you know, you're going and you're making 
making a bar appearance. Now it's less about going and doing stuff and more about the internet uh, representation and the branding and the trade outs and the sponsors and the following, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And now somebody has a number they can look at and not just sponsors, but that the casting gods, as we call them, can look at and say, oh, I don't know. Should we bring MJ on? He's only got uh, 10,000 where we can bring Stevie on. He's got 40,000. You know, it's like this weird Q rating that didn't exist back then where it was more based on the merit of your character and how you affected people. And so, you know, now flash forward, the bubble has kind of burst on the public speaking and the bubble has kind of burst on the bar appearances. We're now doing our version of it, which are live touring talk shows. It's kind of a combination of the both, actually. In fact, we kind of took the college speech and the bar appearance and combine them. And that's kind of what Challenge Mania Live is, to be honest with you. And you don't even have to be in college. Um, But regardless, you know, a lot of that stuff has evolved and now is a different age. And I wonder, it's like, do you feel, MJ, now having gotten back into it and now gotten back on social media, do you feel like you stepped away and came back to a completely different world or does it feel familiar? Yes. And, And I will admit I am so intimidated by this social media thing. I I feel almost inadequate if I'm being totally transparent. I feel inadequate because I think I I may have mentioned this to Derek. And when we briefly spoke the other day, my daughter, my 13 year old daughter has more followers than I do. She has 1800 followers. (laughs) Okay. I, I haven't even, and I don't know if that's a lot. Again, I don't understand all this stuff. All I know is that I'm just, trying to break over a thousand. And then I look at all of my peers and people that, you know, are, I've done the same thing that they've done and they have, you know, 40, 50, 60, 125,000 followers. And it's like, golly, I'm like embarrassed. It's like, do I really want to keep this thing going or I don't know. I need help guys. That's what I'm asking. Well, the the goal here, mania, uh, you know, fan club, please like my shit, man. So I can beat my, my daughter. Yeah. We, <laughs> mo- we like to the mobilize goal. the maniacs here. What are your handles? Huh? Oh shit. <laughs> oh, oh, oh wow. So what is it? So at, so when you open your, com- I, I, I when like you, the when you open your computer, MJ, <laughs> what do you type in to get to your Instagram? What's it called? Uh, I don't know. MJ Garrett two, four. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's it. MJ hey, Garrett two four. Okay. MJ Garrett two four. And listen, I'm gonna start putting on much better content. Is that how I say it too? <laughs> yeah, content's a good word. Uh, yeah, you got the We Want OGs tank top. It looks like here in one of these. Uh, is that you? Who is, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Love I, it. I, I bought. I got. I had three. I think I bought. I bought a total of three from you guys. I need some more swag. Wow! Look at that. Well, maybe we can get some MJ swag going over there as well. Let me ask you this. So it's funny. You, you mentioned it being intimidating. I totally agree with you. The ascent, the starting at zero and having to gradually work your way up to what you would you know call a respectable number or whatever. That process is embarrassing and intimidating, right? And those people it you is. mentioned, those peers you mentioned that have these high follower counts. It's not that they're better than you. It's not that they've done more than you they just existed on social media since they were on tv and decided to take the plunge early and i've always said it's like it's so sad that like just by nature of getting into the game late or taking some time off or deciding to delete your social media for whatever reason it's like you start at the bottom and at that point it seems like so unattainable that you'd rather just give up (laughs) so hopefully we can get you to a number that makes you want to keep trucking along so uh follow them just gotta yeah 
We just got to yeah. we just we just got to pass. The whole goal this week is to get uh, MJ more followers than his thirteen year old daughter. Which Vin Bella. <laughs> which I want to I want to ask you is uh, you know my son has been asking about starting an Instagram and getting an Instagram. Uh, how, how has the journey been? Mm. Like, well, she probably knows more about the, she probably knows more about, you know, oh. the social media oh. than you do. So it's like, yeah, I just want to protect my kid. You know, I, I want to protect him from like, you know, negative comments. I want to protect him from, you know, you know, people trying to, you know, just, just, just be, you know, ignorant and mean to him. That's, that's what I fear. You know what I mean? Without a doubt. And, and if I'm, God, this is so not entertaining what I'm saying. I'm, I'm sure people that are listening to this is like, oh, my God, this guy's gone from being a straight up crazy ass partier to where I'm now going to say the reason I really got into social media was to just try to figure it all out because of what you just said there was yeah. to know that what my daughter, number one, is putting on there. But then also just to s- figure out how to navigate it when I go to look at her page. Yeah. Uh, and, and to see all the stuff behind the kind of behind the scenes. But, oh, I get tips from her all that. Well, dad, you don't need to, to actually do posts. You need to do more of just the uh, the story. You got to put more shit on your or more, you don't say shit. You got to put more stuff on your story, dad. Uh, so, yeah, I got in. I got into it to kind of monitor her. And now she's monitoring me. And every morning I wake up. Hey, dad, how many more followers did you get overnight? <laughs> Yeah. And then, and and then one, some of your posts or some of your content was the, uh, 22 pushup challenge. Uh, Uh, did you do your pushups today, Derek? So I, I, I have to post my, uh, 22 pushups for 22 days. I'm on day five today. It'll be day six from yesterday, uh, to raise uh, awareness for veteran suicide. So thank you to all the vets listening. Uh, keep your heads up. You know, we believe in you. We have faith in you and, uh, and we appreciate you. So, uh, you know, when you told me to do that, um, you know, I reached mm. out to the pod squad, Scott, and, uh, and, and he, and, and we, uh, you know, try to try to get a few people involved because, you know, it, some people, they like, they don't want to call out 22, 22 people for 22 days. You know what I mean? So what if they can't yeah. do the push up? So thank you for everyone that's like participated and, 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 and does, does, does their pushups, however they can do their pushups and continue to spread awareness. So, well, uh, and here's the deal with the 22 that you hear, it's more than just doing it for 22 days. It's more than just doing 22 pushups. The number is associated with the average on the daily average of veteran suicides. Uh-huh. Um, right now it's right at on average per day, 22 veterans are taking their lives. So this wow. is not, this is not just getting on there and, and showing off that you can do pushups or, or showing off how many friends you have. This is just bringing awareness to something that is it's very dear to me. I, I'm, I'm not going to dive into all that, but it has definitely affected my family and loved ones. So, you know, uh, that's the main reason that, that I've jumped into it. So Derek, I just want to thank you for, for taking it seriously and, and really jumping in and doing what you're doing. It's a, it's a big deal. And Hey, I still, I, I have three more days to go. I wasn't last week. I had a lot of stuff going. I wasn't able to knock them out. So I got to knock my last three days out too. Yeah, no, I, it's, it's more meaningful to hear that, you know, that there's more to it. I didn't, I didn't realize that that's, that's important information, man. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Thank you for uh, sharing that. Um, 
Did you ever, you know, not, uh, it's kind of an awkward segue because all that's really great stuff. And it's amazing you guys are doing that and bringing awareness to that incredibly important issue. Um, did you ever, while in your time on the challenge, you seemed like such a fun loving guy. You mentioned all the, the, the great antics behind the scenes and how well you connected with the cast, at least on that season. Did you ever butt heads with anyone on the show? Like if you were ever brought in for a rival season, who do you think hypothetically your rival would have been, even if on a superficial level? Uh, you know, on the only real straight up argument that I've had on, on television, <laughs> was with, and I just goes back to it, was with Karamo. Um, he and I have a, a pretty classic, there's some a couple of episodes from our show where he was put, the cops came and, and into one of the clubs that we were at in Philadelphia, and somebody had said that he had a, a gun and it was somebody that had pulled a prank and he was with the, the cops were taking him out. Uh, it's, it's actually a timely thing to be talking about right now, but he's, uh, it was a bad situation and I was trying to get him out of it, uh, because I was trying to tell the cops, Hey, that's his mic pack on his back. And at the time I thought I was doing what was right and just going up and saying, Hey, this is, it's not as big as deal as y'all think that it is. And then I get Karamo off and he's, we're walking home and, trying to tell him to calm down and next thing I know it leads into this pretty nasty shouting match that we had um I don't remember all the specifics of it to be straight up with you but it it created some tension between us and uh, a lot of it might have been out of my ignorance to the situation uh could have alcohol was probably involved but yeah man it, it we had some bad blood between us for a while uh because of that situation and how we both handled it um but yeah, I, I never really have any rivals, man. Again, I think that's my problem. I just, I, 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 I like everybody and I feel like people like me. Did they like me, Derek? Yeah, I think, uh, I think they, they, they did. And I think that's, that's, you know, why people are excited to have you back and around and can't wait to, uh, get your curls in, whether we do it on the actual OGs. We want OGs episode. Should we do it on the real? We want OGs episode, dye your hair there. Are you, you going to do, do you it think before you go on the it? show? Well, well before, we, before <laughs> we go on to this OG thing, y'all really are kind of brushing over this. I thought we were going to be talking a lot more about the what, challenge. What Mark, yeah. What Mark has going on. Do you think it's going to happen? And by the way, I did not come back on social media because of that. Like it literally, that just came up in the past few months from what I understand. So my timing could have been great. We can only talk about it hypothetically because, because, um, you know, we do not know in what form it will exist. We can say that Mark did formally announce that he's partnering with Buna Murray, which is, of course, the, the network that created all this stuff to begin with. So that's a great partnership. They then, of course, have to construct their version of it and try to sell to a network. There's a lot of work to be done. But Mark laid the groundwork by reaching out to the MJs of the world and the Camerons of the world and the Jamie Chungs of the world and the everyone under the suns of the world getting these DMs and posting them, which I know the Internet went wild with, and especially during COVID where a lot of people have been sitting at home, bored, not a lot of great stuff to look forward to. And the idea of giving everybody hope, I think that's why this thing really started to get traction. 
And truth be told, he kind of sold you guys a bill of goods without knowing that it existed. He, he texts you guys and says, hey, hypothetically, if there was a show and it was only OGs and you got paid well and it was only two weeks, it was a lot of fun, would you do it, right? And you said yes, right? Yeah. Then he goes to them and says, hey, look at all these people I have on board who all said yes and essentially sells the idea to the fans, to the press, and now to Buda Murray. But truth be told, Buda Murray's going to come up with a show that we don't know if they're going to come back to all you guys he texted and have a spot for you. So to be fair, to be yeah. fair, it's possible that they come back and mold it into their own thing and say, we like it, but ah, we don't like that he only has this amount of followers, or we like it, but ah, not, not so much for her. We don't really think she goes with our, our brand or whatever. So to be fair, we don't know what form it's going to take on. We don't know how many people are going to be involved we can only hope that with mark at the helm that it's going to be handled at least with a lot of care and a lot of thought because mark is the one who reached out to you guys sold you said bill of goods and he's probably going to try to make good on that but we don't know i mean we're so far removed from it being an actual thing that i think speculating what they're going to do with it is kind of silly because once it's in the hands of the gods even if it's in the we want ogs gods it's their decisions and i think we forget that you know because this thing was such a big movement and we sold a lot of t-shirts and got a lot of followers for instagram accounts and stuff like that they are not going to turn to the internet and say, so who should we cast? They are not going to turn yeah, to no. the internet and say, what should we do? Eventually it will come down to the decisions they're making. And hopefully some decisions Mark are making because uh, Mark is making, because I know Mark uh, really has a good vision for this. Hopefully it's Mark's vision and not theirs. That's all I'll say. So I have, I have, uh, that's a very good assessment. And I agree with all that. The, uh, I had two little, what do you call it? T I got some challenge T for you here for the, for the OG. Is that you're what you're so good OG? at this? This is, you're so good at, you're learning my friend. I have, I have some OG T <laughs> for you here. Uh, first off from the people that I have inside the OG casting department here, uh, Mark is going to be a huge part of the casting process and the casting decisions. Okay. And then I also, other T, O G T for you is that depending on how it's going with the pandemic and with COVID, right now they're shooting for a potential uh, start date of either first quarter, second quarter, first part of, of next year, 2021, for filming. Amazing. Look at that. Let you whoa, breaking whoa, news here whoa. on Challenge Mania. Hey. I may not have like all of the, the followers and I don't know even how to, to put a story on my Instagram thing, but hey, I still got a cell phone, baby. I can still text and call. (laughs) You are the perfect example of someone who, I mean, would be perfect for this show. Because I'd imagine, look, I mean, you're you're 40 years old, but you're not that far removed from a potentially pro football career. Uh, You still look, not like this should matter, but other than the hair color, you still look like how we remembered you. Uh, It seems like you could still go out there and compete. And you're a fun name that we really haven't heard from, not just on TV, but even online. I mean, I think it'd be super fun to catch up with people like you who, you know, for all to be said about a lot of the OGs who haven't been on the show, at least a lot of them have been around. They've been on our podcast. They've been doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. They've been on Instagram to dig up some people like yourself who really have been removed from this thing entirely for going on 15 years. I think that uh, would be magical. So I really hope that you make that final cast. So we know who to blame now if you don't. And his name rhymes with Park Fong. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm getting right and tight for it. I'll tell you that much. Hey. Hey, and, and I think I got the t-shirt uh, idea ready, Scott, for uh, MJ Garrett t-shirt. It's uh, it's like a, it's a football helmet 
with like these curls coming out of him. You know, Ooh, like that's his face good. just his face scrunched in the middle, football helmet, whatever the Vanderbilt colors are, and then all the curls just coming out of the sides. You know, Dude. all up in the ear, all up in the ear holes, everything. <laughs> you know, sign MJ Garrett's signature underneath. <laughs> The Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today. MJ, MJ not happy with this one challenge championship that he won with the team because it's a team, even though no one else. Oh, has, I'm happy. Don't even get to make challenge championships anymore. Bro, I uh, didn't even get to compete in the final. I mean, <laughs> I, won, but I, did, I did nothing but sit there and watch an eating contest. That's all I did. I went through all of the anxiety of worrying about, Oh my God, am I ready for this? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I sat there and watched freaking Ibis eat a freaking roadie. I mean, that, that's all I did was just sit there and watch our people eat, man. So yeah, yeah it was great. Well, but, 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 but leading up to, to how you got there is, is, is sort of when I rewatch, it's like, like I said, you played a very important role on that team. You know, you guys got there and, and, and the other team put all their chips on that situation too. And it was four of your people against five of our people. And you know, they still won. So, I mean, you still did the groundwork, you know, to, yeah, to get without there, a you know, I, do uh, I really sound like I'm coming off? Like I'm not appreciative. Golly. Yeah. Well, I, here's where you, you're not going to sound appreciative because I actually have a challenge question an elimination question. And I'm kind of curious to hear about all your eliminations. Um, but the one that sticks out to me, like a sore thumb and Scott, I don't know if you remember this, but to me, in my mind, this was one of those weight based challenges that we all thought the D one football player was going to beat over the nerdy Frank who came oh. out with a, with a, with a oh. body that was not like a nerd that lasted oh. for, I don't know for how long, extremely long. And turns out you end up losing as the heavier guy oh. who should have probably won in a pushing contest. So I want to know what happened oh. there is this is epic in your eyes. And, and, and I don't know if Scott, you remember this, but this a lot was of people asked to about me, this one ankle breaker. Oh. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I thought I was going to be able to get out of this podcast without that being brought up. No way. Hands down, the most humiliating moment of my, not only my television career, but my athletic career. And I'm not, I, hey, and I'm not fucking joking at all. Because this is what happened there. And number one, I was not in that great shape, but... Most importantly, he played it right, man. We were in that sand, all right? And I started out strong, just digging, going as hard as I could. And he was smart. He laid down and just dropped his body weight down in that sand, and he tired me out. I had zero stamina to do it. My foot was literally, I thought it was going to fall off of my, my leg because all of the blood was that, that whatever that ankle brace thing that we were tied up in, that's the type of stuff that people don't realize. Some of the contraptions that we get put in might not look like they're that hard, but a lot of that stuff messes you up. I don't know if you can agree with me on that, Derek, but yeah, like it literally, I could not feel my foot and yeah, fucking Frank. How many, I've said that so many times, fucking Frank beat me. And if I would have won that, I know that I would end up winning the entire thing because I wouldn't have, have gone home after that, in my opinion, because the rookies ended up winning that season, right? 
Um, I yes. believe uh, was that the same season where Big Easy died in the yes, in the finals. Yes. Is that the same yes. season? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. I cannot believe y'all brought that up. You know what? I'm not getting into this social media stuff. It's, it's too, it hurts me too much. <laughs> well, hopefully you can redeem well, yourself found- on, uh, on, we want OGs to get another well, crack at it. You know what? Hey, I- Frank is my rival. Yes. Fucking Frank. And I mean that, but fuck that guy. fiber, fuck Frank, put that on a t-shirt and put my face on it. <laughs> <laughs> That would be awesome with and the and the scrunch face, and it just says "fuck Frank" signed M. Frank. Hey, hey, this is not <laughs> for for Challenge Mania soundbite. You know what? I'm fucking fried. Oh my god, I'm fired up now, son. Oh, that's awesome. All right, go to challengemania.shop, pick up your "fuck Frank" shirt today. Oh, <laughs> yes, I want one with god. the football helmet and the hair oh, and the signature. Fuck Frank, God damn it. Uh, yeah, Scott, you got any more <laughs> questions over there from the pod squad? That, that was the, my main question because I don't even remember you. You went into three eliminations on the duel, and I, I don't remember any of them. You beat Dunbar, Dude, uh, I think. You beat Tyree. I beat was- Dunbar, I beat um, the little guy. Uh, I, don't, Ad, uh, I don't even remember the Adam name King? of the first guy. No, it was some other little guy. I, I don't know. I uh, Ryan, 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 Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Knocked him off a little, little skinny, little platform thing, but yeah, Dunbar. And then Brad, Brad got me, but you know what? If I would have made it to the finals of that one, I would have definitely finished third <laughs> because of all the cardio and, and the running that went into to that final. But anyway, yeah. Um, last question is a lighthearted one, and then we'll let you go. Mike Bongiovanni knows from your uh, real-world Philadelphia days. What was it like working for the Philadelphia Soul and meeting Bon Jovi? Oh, oh my gosh. I still talk question. about that all the time, man. John Bon Jovi was – do you realize that that guy is like 5'4"? He is, he is one of those guys that you, you grew up watching on TV, and then you meet in person, and you're like, what? What happened to the other half of you, man? So what you're saying is when you met him, you said, whoa, you're halfway there. <laughs> wow. Dirty. Ah, dirty. Hey, but I will say this has the best hair other than me of any other man that I've ever met. That dude with his feathered bangs and his, and his freaking chiclet teeth. He had it going on. But no, he was awesome, man. And I truly think to this day. One of the reasons that um, they may have picked me to be on the show was the fact that we were working for a football team. Okay. Football had been removed from my life or I had been removed from football and to kind of go back and be in that environment. They probably wanted to see how it was going to make me feel, but they never, and it didn't make me feel good at all, by the way. And they, they really didn't show that much of that, but some depression definitely set in. And I just still looking back, if we could have if we could have started filming on time, I might have had the opportunity to at least try out for that football team. How cool would that have been? That would have been awesome. If I could have made that that arena league team, which I'm cocky enough to say that I could have and kind of had that during filming, that would have been pretty freaking cool. All right, man, that's all I've got. What else you got uh, before we let him go, D? 
I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool, man. I uh, just want to say, you know, appreciate you coming on and, uh, you know, thanks for sharing that, uh, vet story. You know, I'm curious to hear what your, uh, your background is now that you, yeah. you, know, you mentioned it, but, um, you know, uh, you know, maybe another, another time, I guess, but we, and me and Scott have a long podcasting day. Uh, so, but yeah, thank you, man. Well, guys, I really, really do appreciate it. Scott, you seem like an awesome dude. It's been awesome talking with you. Derek, you've always been one of my favorites, without a doubt. We really didn't get into that that oh. much. But we've, we've only had a – we had a, <laughs> what, two full months together, and then we had one epic weekend together there in Orlando, Florida, taking on, you know, junior high kids in basketball while we were drunk. But uh, <laughs> yes. Not to but, mention uh, the celebrity softball game the, the night before. Scott, you want to know about this WWE soft celebrity softball? Or are we just going to, I don't know. I don't know how you, this is only the second time you've told a story where you end up playing competitive sports with WWE talent. First, it was Lita hitting on you during a dodgeball game. And now you're playing softball with George, the animal steel and the Dudley boys. So yeah, let's get out of here on this. What the hell were you guys doing? This is, this is also the same night that I, I believe this is the same night that I had found out that my, that my then ex-wife was pregnant with my son. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember. Is that right? I'm, uh, we have stories about that, but yes, I, I, I do think that it is. I, you know better than I do. No, I don't know. Maybe this was like the second Seems like annual. a you question. Derek. It wasn't. It wasn't. I don't think it was. I don't think it was. But go ahead. Tell me about it. Tell me about your experience. He was in the home run derby with Mark Long. They're up there like trying to hit bombs before the celebrity Dude, softball game. Totally, go ahead. You totally missed the freaking thing. It was probably the single greatest athletic moment of my career. There was the fuck Frank moment that was the worst. And it was the best ever athletic moment whenever I went yard in slow pitch softball in a major league stadium during the game. Who was How pitching? I do you not remember that? Do you remember who was pitching? Dude, it was, yes, I don't remember the name of the guy, but he was an ex-pitcher for the uh, the New York Yankees. He was some old washed-up pitcher. I mean, he was throwing it underhanded. But to hit a ball like 330 feet yeah. into the stands was a pretty big deal. That was I, – I, I will never forget that. I thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah. But no, Derek, Derek and I, in classic form, were there for the weekend – Mark brought us in. We were in with just random people, everything from wrestling to Eric Nice was there that weekend. Really? Uh, yes, Nice was there, man. And then there were, I, don't, I can't even remember the other people, but just a bunch of random celebrities. And it had a great weekend. Then it was time for us to fly out on Sunday. And Derek <laughs> and I are getting a ride from somebody, and we're still shit-faced from the night before. And we just decide that, that we're having a good time together. So we wanted to stay a little bit longer and go and go drink at this bar at some, some bar that we saw like right in front of the airport. And the next thing we know, we're changing our flights. We're freaking inside the bar. There's like a YMCA right across the road from the bar. And it's not even across the road. It was like, it was literally like next door. It was like, you walk out the back of the bar and then there's a basketball freaking gymnasium with like a real gym with kids yeah. in their place kids yeah and then derek and i Amber. start shooting and then we get into this heated battle of two on two. me yeah two on two with literally two like, kids that were in like, middle school maybe like 14 maybe like 14 <laughs> hey fouling each other they could have filmed that hard challenge 
we were going hard, dude, hard. And you know Drunk we just hell. And you know we reeked of alcohol, and we're oh. probably thinking we were so funny. And I don't even know where we slept that night, but I, I know we flew out the next day. So yeah. Well, Good what happened? What happened was is we we the bar owner, someone from the game, uh was friends is like good friends with the bar owner. He said, Hey, come over here. We'll take care of you food, drink, whatever. Come hang out. We get there. Everyone there's like, Oh, Derek, MJ, Derek, MJ. And this guy's like, Oh my God. Yes. This is why I wanted them to come to my bar and it's happening. And the guy actually, it was a paid appearance. I think it turned into, no, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he said, stay a little bit longer. I'll pay you guys. I don't know. But then eventually he said he's going to be opening another bar and he wanted me to go half on it with him or not half. He said he was going to give me half of it. If I moved down there and opened (laughs) up this bar with him. That sounds legit. Right. So I'm like, (laughs) how'd that work out for you? Well, I was like, no wait, dude. I was like, I'd be an alcoholic. Like, (laughs) I mean, that's, that's like asking me to like ruin my life, like completely. I can't like, there's no, what I just did for two days straight in or with MJ in Orlando at your place at your bar. Like I can't do that on a daily basis. Like that's like asking to kill myself, but hold on. Now I may have to get a shirt that says F Derek, because why didn't the bar owner ask me to be part of it too? Shit. Yeah. No, I was like, nah, man, I, I don't, I don't think so. But uh, we were there. He put us up. He took care of us, whatever. I think we stayed at his house. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, we had a ton of fun, but those, yeah, I mean, you know, two on two against those 14 year olds. I, I, I mean, I was like airballing. I was like fucking dude. I ever see basketball diaries with Leonardo DiCaprio and the, and the play start kicking in or whatever drug that the tool they took starts kicking in. He's at the free throw line and he's fucking dribbling. You know, and he goes and he shoots and he like completely like air balls. It doesn't even go anywhere. Like that's what I was doing. I was like, Ooh, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I take like a dribble step back, fucking air ball. MJ hey, gets a I'll, rebound. You're doing good. I remember. I, that. I wonder if those kids are sitting around or have ever sat around and told that story <laughs> about us. Yeah. Good question. <laughs> remember those, remember those two weirdos that came in and were playing basketball with us. I mean, people were taking pictures with them and they suck. They smelled weird. anyways there you go scott love it well that's a great story to go out on guys follow mj on instagram let's help him beat his daughter folks well that sounded bad let's help him pass his daughter in followers on instagram at mj garrett 24 i just reposted that you're going to be on the podcast so hopefully we can mobilize the maniacs and get you on there dude thank you so much man we really appreciate it all right thank you all look forward to speaking with you again man yeah, buddy. We'll stay in touch. All right. See you soon, Dick. Yep. I threw up a picture of you and uh, P. Diddy rocking the vote. So uh, hopefully uh, people see that. I use that as a plug for the uh, for the podcast. You got a picture awesome. of P. Diddy? I took it from his, I took it from his Instagram. It's him and P. Diddy. It's him with his luscious blonde curly locks and, uh, oh, and nice. P. Diddy. And they're rocking yeah. like big oversized rock the vote shirt. It's actually probably the best shirt I've ever seen. The best photo I've ever from seen. From from hey, whenever we were on the show, man, uh, the real world, P. Diddy rolled up into the house one day. Just oh, out, it, it, to us, it was out of the blue. And wearing his million dollar, that watch that you see in that picture is a million dollar watch. I literally thought about putting it on my wrist and then just running down the road and trying to get away. But he came in <laughs> into our house 
was it was there trying to get people obviously to sign up to to vote and all that and he sat down in our, in our living room with a bag of mcdonald's with like his entourage around him getting him ready to film like edging him up he had was just getting his hair all over our fucking carpet eating a, a filet fish right in front of us and then he kind of snapped his fingers and says all right i'm ready and then we start filming it was the most surreal experience i've ever had dude there's so much stuff that we could get into man yeah we'll have to do this again well, i might what i might i might cut Are... that i might cut that and put it in the in the podcast yes yeah. <laughs> for part yeah. two yeah. an mj yeah. part two what really happened all right brother thank you so much man all right thank yeah you. we'll Bye. see you thanks buddy All right, there he is, the MJ Garrett. What'd you think? Well, I wasn't expecting to talk about Jay Cutler that much. And uh, like I said, Jay's an interesting guy. MJ is even in- more interesting. No, I don't know if I could say that, but he, he's one hell of a guy. Yeah, and honestly, I love that. I mean, first of all, I don't know if it's the accent. I mean, clearly, it's the personality as well. Just such a likable dude, you know? Like, you totally understand why if this guy was sitting across from you at a casting session or something like that, you'd be like, oh, we got to put him on the real world. He's just like, he's a ball of positive energy, it feels like. Yeah, and, you know, watching him, uh, watching him, you know, go through, like, the challenges and stuff like that, and then I ended up talking to him after, and, you know, he really does you know view view things from like an athlete's perspective an athlete's point of view which you know i really enjoy talking to people about the challenge like i feel and it sounded like he was like is that what you guys wanted is that what you guys were looking for i'm like I, we're not looking for anything other than just like a cool story of like where you were what this time on the on the challenge was like uh you know it's 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 refreshing to hear from somebody you know with with you know with uh you know, an attitude like that. And, you know, we get, you know, we get the come full circle with the story, but after we got done talking, I was talking to him, you know, just on the phone. It's like, he, he had more stories. I mean, did we you leave the P. Diddy stuff in there? Oh yeah. Did I'm putting you, the P. Diddy's uh, at the end. They heard the P. Diddy it, story for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and so, and like, I think once we tapped into that, you know, and then the home run derby, you know, which we, we, I think we were off on the, on the celebrity softball tournaments Cause I had been there twice, I believe. Um, and the second one, MJ was there and him and Mark did this like home run derby. They were like the biggest guys there. And, uh, you know, I, like, like MJ said, he, he hit one, uh, during the game. So I, we were off as far as, you know, the celebrity softball tournament that I was at, where I had found out my child was, was, I was going to have a kid. Literally Johnny was there. Ace was there. Uh, Mark Long was there and I thought there was one more, one more of us boneheads there, but that may have been the four in that first annual and the second annual he was there. And I don't know what other, you know, MTV people were there, but, um, I think we were kind of, we were off, but I think once we tapped into that world, like the celebrity world and, you know, P Diddy and, you know, Jay Cutler was like a friend. Jay Cutler was like a teammate. Jay Cutler was the seems dude like that he they're walked still around friends. campus. It seems like they're still friends in the yeah. Nashville area and stuff. So, yeah, we didn't even get that story on like, okay, what was the conversation like? Like, what did you guys talk about? You know, what happened? Did you guys hang out? We didn't even get into that. So, I think, you know, once I started talking to him, he was like, wait a minute, 
did I give them the right fucking stories? You know, uh, were those the entertaining stories that I should have given them? I completely forgot about all that. But that's why we go like three parts with Kahuta. That's why we went three parts with Abram is because this, you know, it's it's been, you know, 10 years since he's been on the show. And he was probably on for about 10 years and had these like, you know, all these things happen. That's, that's why it's cool bringing people back is because they have these stories that are just so far out that, you know, like some of us can't even like, you know, imagine, I mean, like you walked in and P Diddy was just sitting there on your couch eating McDonald's, you know, and with the snap of a finger, everybody just was like action rolling. That's how it happened. Well, it's so funny. Also, it's like you, you kind of get used to, you know, everybody today who's on the show and with their Instagram following and their their branded partnerships and everybody hitting them up every three days to do a podcast. Like when was the last time you heard like Kayla or Rogan say like, oh, did I tell the right stories or like, hey, was that good? Like, no, they know it's good. They, they have this confidence because it's what they do all day, every day. Then you talk to a Jamie Murray or an MJ Garrett or a Landon Lewick who just this isn't a part of their daily life, the social media and the interviews and stuff so that sort of lack of you know i don't want to say confidence in a bad way but that lack of like is that what they wanted to hear is that what you wanted is so to me it's endearing you know because it's taking someone who has all these stories and life experiences was such a big part of the show and then we kind of get when they ask you that off air it's kind of like a little it makes you realize it's like oh this is something that you went through that is no longer necessarily a part of your life that you're having to go into your memory bank and kind of reenact this stuff and you're not positive that people want to hear it whereas here we are we've turned this thing into a I mean this is a 24/7 business for us we know how many people care about these stories so to us it's like yeah duh this is what people want people have been begging for you to come on the podcast but to someone like MJ Garrett who probably doesn't think about about the challenge for you know a few days at a time maybe even a month at a time a year at a time he's like is that what they wanted to hear was that good you know and, and to me that's cute you know it's very like it's it's refreshing almost yeah yeah i mean i just thinking about it, it's like i don't know it may have taken me what two years to finally come out with that celebrity dodgeball tournament story where it's like i was surrounded by celebrities and and that literally took me just to kind of like for it to pop in my brain to tell, you know, tell you guys, like it would, it like it, it had, it came out of nowhere. Like something had to spark that memory to come up. And it was like one of the coolest, you know, the celebrity encounters I'd ever had. And I think was that we were talking to, I believe Randy, when we had that conversation, right? Yeah. yeah like how did yeah. I, was it what, like, how did that even, I forget. I think, I think no you were talking about those times when you knew Randy, when you knew MJ, when you guys were hanging out and these were the types of things that you guys were doing. If you guys are missing MJ in your life, if you're missing Randy in your life, Gauntlet 2 is a great place to find them. If you enjoy the show and you want to hear us talk about it, head over to patreon.com slash challenge mania, become a maniac level patron today. You will support the podcast. You will support Derek and myself. But while doing that, you will get almost six hours of bonus podcast content about Gauntlet 2. That's just about Gauntlet 2. You'll get about 300, 400 hours of podcasts about other stuff. Total Madness, War of the Worlds, War of the Worlds 2, whatever you want to listen to. And you will also be able to vote in the Challenge Mania Hall of Fame ballot that went up on Monday, September the 7th. The first poll goes until September the 14th, and then the second poll will go from the 14th to the 21st. And then live on Zoom, D, on September the 26th, 
we will be inducting two men and two women with some surprise guests and a whole lot of partying with our Challenge Maniacs, Diva, Diesel, Diva level. Yeah, they're, they are, they're all divas, but they're also our Diesel level patrons and above. And we are looking forward to partying with them to round out the month. Yeah, I'm, I'm already trying to figure out what my backdrop is going to be like this. Like, I really do feel like we're inducting people into the Hall of Fame and it's going to be on Zoom. And, you know, my backdrop's got to be cool, you know, yeah. and I feel like, you know, we're going to have the Macho King Randy Savage music coming in in the background. Yeah. You know? Well, maybe not a, a Hall of Fame ballot member anytime soon for MJ Garrett, just based on how few seasons he did. But a Hall of Fame podcast guest for sure. We want to thank him again. Thank him by following him on Instagram at MJ Garrett 24. Yeah. Thank you, D. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for subscribing, rating, reviewing the podcast wherever you get it. And of course, if you are a Challenge Mania pod squatter over at Patreon.com slash Challenge Mania, we appreciate you guys first and foremost. But even by listening to this, guys, you're paying attention. You're spreading the word and we love you for it. Thank Thank you guys so much. A belated happy Labor Day and have a great September. Yep. Happy September, everybody. Thank you, patrons. Appreciate everybody. Enjoy football coming up later this week. I know a lot of people are excited for that. That's for sure. Yes, sir. All right, buddy. Bye. All right, guys. This ends your time here on Challenge Mania. Take care of yourselves and hopefully we'll see you in the future.